men are quite welcome to come along as guests, but uh, in 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 the UK they can't become members. Although they they can become members in America. Oh, that, yeah. I didn't know that. There you go. That there got, you go. Now, so, so we're going to be talking about various women's issues and some of the work that Sir Optimist International is doing, and we'll be talking about that coming up in Verulam in the morning. But right now, it's back to the time travel, the sixties, seventies, and eighties with the Isley Brothers. Verulam in the Morning, a special edition of Verulam in the Morning this morning because it is International Women's Day and with me in the studio from the St Albans District branch of Seroptimist International are Jane Slatter and Denise Powell. Now, uh, um, tell us a little bit about, have we made progress on women's issues? Have we made progress? Now, there's a good question, Nick, because the, the theme for International Women's Day this year is Press for Progress. And yes, of course, there's been a lot of progress, and not just in this country, all over the world. But uh, when you when you dig deeper, um, you find that there's still an awful lot of inequality and uh, things that are just plain uh, not fair. And that's what um, Sir Optimist, uh, everything we do is focused on women and girls. And when we try to um, work with women and girls, um, that's when we can we can do what we can to educate, empower and enable um, equality wherever, wherever possible. Hmm. And do, do you, when, when you think about how things were, say, 30, 40 years ago, do you feel like, do you feel uh, optimistic about the rate of progress <laughs> since then? Of course then? we're optimistic. <laughs> we're so <laughs> optimistic. Oh, I fell into that trap. <laughs> I fell into that trap, didn't I? But do you feel optimistic about the sort of curve of progress? Do you think Do you think progress is being made faster, slower? Issues are becoming more intractable. What's your feeling? My personal view is that things are moving apace. And with so so much technology enabling so much awareness, mm. gradually, 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 I think things are improving. There is still an awful lot to do. And a new member to one of our clubs would would be overwhelmed, I think, by the amount of work there is still to do. There, mm. There is plenty. We're going to hear about um, one area in particular a little later around domestic violence where, where um, in a sense, the landscape's changed somewhat hasn't it because society has redefined that to some extent and we'll talk a little bit about that but but you know that still exists that can't make you feel terribly optimistic no that's that's right Uh, domestic abuse or indeed abuse against women in general is still rife and we do chip away at the edges but as i said earlier there is still a lot to do uh, a lot lot for us to get our teeth into but when you, when you look back on what life was like for some of the pioneering women, you know, we're also celebrating at the moment 100 years since women got, got the mm. vote. It seems unthinkable that, um, that women didn't have the vote. Yes. You know, and those, those women had, had to really put themselves into dangerous situations uh, to get um, noticed, yes. to, to raise awareness. And they started off peacefully as... As suffragists, and then as as they they became more um, entrenched, <laughs> probably more in, frustrated, more, I suppose. Yeah, and, and some started to break break the law of the time. And that's when the uh, I think it was the Daily Mirror that that started to call them suffragettes. But yeah, without them, you know, we wouldn't be where we are. 
No, I think that's that's very true. The emancipation of women in in this country um, has made a huge difference to the lives of women in this country. Unfortunately, worldwide, that's not necessarily the case. Mm, mm. And there are plenty of, of places where women don't get even the tiniest voice. Um, and that's that's, we, a, that's a really good point. I mean, what our strapline for Soroptimist Sir, International is a global voice for women. It's for us to speak up on behalf of our sisters around the world who can't speak up for themselves because they won't be heard. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? And, and uh, I suppose also when we think about the the, the vote, um, it was even true. The pace of progress has been relatively quick, hasn't it? Because e- even a hundred years ago, it was only some women that got the vote. Yes, and they were countered by um, that more men got the vote at the same time. <laughs> yes. They uh, yeah. they they lowered the uh, the legal age for for men to be able to vote because they were, they didn't know how the women would use their votes. Yes. So they put a load of men into the um, mm. into the into the system at the same time to hope that, uh, to hope that, that they could count yes. counter the the women's vote. It's yes. just, I mean, it, it, it is. I mean, I suppose I sort of giggle about it. You shouldn't, should you? But 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 it is just ridiculous to think that people thought that way. I mean, now thank goodness we don't we don't think that way now. Well, I think there probably are still some. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. But they clearly thought women were not to be trusted. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, we're going to hear some more about the work of, of the St Albans Optimists and, and, and some of the, the women's issues a little later. But thank you so much for being with us this morning and uh, for being our guest editors, Denise and Jane. You're Pleasure. very welcome, Nick. We've enjoyed it. Thanks for having us. Feral I'm in the morning, Thursday morning and all morning, we're joined by the St Albans District uh, branch of Soroptimists International. And in the studio are Jane Slatter and Denise Powell. Welcome again, ladies. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Nick. Good morning. Good morning. Now, um, we're going to talk about something really quite interesting here, women's cricket. I mean, women's cricket has suddenly had a, a, a kind of big exposure over the last few years, hasn't it? Long overdue. Um, some people say that the women's uh, uh, cricket test, uh, the last test, was, was more exciting. Well, it could hardly be less exciting, could it, than the men's? But, um, but they, they, you know, they really have come to their fore, haven't they? Yeah, but uh, women's cricket has been going on for a very, a very long time, and um, with it being uh, International Women's Day uh, today, and uh, I thought it might be nice to reflect back on one of our um, Sir Optimist members, uh, Audrey Collins, who um, played for England in her time. She was a, a local uh, St Albans uh, girl. Um, she taught at um, St Albans Girls' School. She taught chemistry. Probably some of her pupils might even be. Uh, yes, <laughs> might Mrs. Even, Mrs. Collins. Miss. Miss Collins. Miss Collins. Collins. They might even be listening uh, right. now. But Audrey was always a massive um, sports fan, and uh, yes, indeed, she 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 played hockey to a very high standard. But right. uh, but she actually played uh, cricket for England. Yeah. So one of the pioneers living locally. Exactly. Exactly. Um, unfortunately, sad, well, sadly, she'd had a very full life, but she did die in in 2010. She'd been a member of Sir Optimist for 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 many years. She received an OBE for her services to. Uh, to women's cricket, and she was when when they opened the doors of the Middlesex uh, County Cricket Club to women. Right. Um, she was in the group of the first women who were 
uh, wow. allowed membership of the... Seems, seems the quite incredible now that that wasn't permitted, was it? And that wasn't so long ago either that, no, that, it wasn't. that happened. No, it wasn't. And Audrey's... How, she used to play cricket with her father when she was a, a child. She was an, an only child and a, and a girl. And I think I have a feeling that her dad just treated her like she was... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'd wanted the boy or yeah, something at some and, point. Yeah, um, and she entered a competition to win a cricket bat, and she won the cricket bat, and and and, oh, and then um, she wasn't going to be allowed to have it because she was a girl. So she kicked up a fuss and, and indeed got her own cricket bat. It, and we, it, we 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 were delighted at, at one point. Um, we were able to present her. Um, it was for her on her 80th birthday. We presented her with a cricket bat that was signed by the England women's cricket team, and uh, she'd actually coached uh, Charlotte Edwards in her really? in her time, who's the previous yes. England women's uh, cricket captain. So yes, a very famous uh, lady and a soroptimist um, of St Albans. Ho- hopefully, there'll be a little bit about Audrey in the new in the new museum. Ah, oh, that would be splendid, hope, wouldn't yeah, it? That yeah. would be a really good good thing. Uh, uh, legacy to and tribute. Yeah. Yeah. New new museum coming up. Well, we think fairly soon, yeah, right? It's indeed. all getting quite exciting now, and um, we're looking forward to what's going to be there. But yes, hopefully, it will showcase local people and and somebody that, to be honest, I didn't know any thing about until you walked into the studio you can google you can google audrey Audrey (laughs) collins and you'll find out quite a lot yeah she was one of our hertfordshire heroines wasn't she yes yes when when they did the hertfordshire heroines was it two years ago yeah yeah yeah, we put uh, we put audrey forward and were you part of st albans district's optimist when audrey was there yes indeed right yes she was she was our favorite hugger Uh, Audrey, being a typical, well, a classic sportswoman, was excellent at doing the team hug. (laughs) Yeah, she's a really, really special lady. Sadly, she died before I joined, so I missed out on the hugs, and I'm really sad. One of the the really nice things was that Audrey thought of us in her will, and she left us £1,000. And so in her memory, we were thinking of what to do to remember her um, as well as we could. And uh, we went and talked to the Hertfordshire... Um, cricket board and um, they they recommended to us that there was not a girls tournament for the under 13s right so we now have the seroptimist audrey collins um, under 13s uh, cricket tournament every year and that's been running for uh, i think seven years now and uh, last year the winners were the harpenden um, oh, okay. The Harpenden girls team. Well and done, Harpenden, and <laughs> and inspiring. That must be inspiring, girls to think about women's cricket and progressing and becoming part of the England team, just like Audrey did. Right? I think anything that you can do that uh, I think sport is an excellent vehicle for for girls to gain skills, and life confidence. life skills, yeah, confidence. confidence is important. And it's no longer cricket isn't an elitist um, sport mm. anymore either. It's for everybody, and there, you'd be surprised. There's lots of uh, girls' cricket teams in the in the immediate area. There's um, um, Hemel Hempstead has, yeah. has a team, and Abbots Langley. Yeah, there's a, there's a number again. And, uh, and under thirteens too, right? So this this tournament is for uh, under thirteens, under thirteens cricket. That's oh. that's quite impressive. I think I'd have been quite scared, age say twelve or something, standing with a bat in front of the wickets. Well, I have to tell you, I've. I've presented the prize for three years because I was president. And the way the girls treat it, they take it very, very seriously when they're on the pitch. When they're off the pitch, it's a social occasion. But when they're on the pitch, they really go for it. And there are some 
jolly good hitters among those under 13. Excellent. A pleasure to watch. And some future leaders, I think. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> amongst them, aren't yeah. there? Yeah. Uh, actually, to be, you're right. In so many ways, sport can be so enabling for people, can't it? Because um, it does give you the confidence. You do have to work as a team. Some people do have to emerge as leaders. Um, it, it's, a, it's a great way of, of learning and honing those life skills. Excellent. Now Absolutely. you've got a you've also you've got a a celebration coming up as well. That's, right? that's it. Yes, on Monday the twenty sixth of March um, at eight o'clock at the um, Chiswell Green uh, United Reform uh, Church Hall, where we uh, where we often meet, we've invited the um, the winners um, from the uh, tournament last year. So that some of the girls from the Harpenden um, Under Thirteens team will be there to receive their their. Um, their trophy, and and the and the engraved shield, which is the Throckmist Audrey Collins under thirteen, which <laughs> and they they get they're very excited to uh, to have, to have won it, um, but also we we're bringing along some coaches who are going to talk about um, coaching um, girls. One of the things that uh, we we're um, still looking to to support is. Um, coaching for girls only because sometimes if the girls are coached with the boys um they and this is coaching to become coaches Mm -hmm. as well Ah, okay sometimes they can be slightly intimidated right um so try to establish some coaching separate yeah uh, but the the difficulty then is because there aren't so many of them they have to travel so we're still working on trying to uh, work out the logistics of that it's great that you're here doing these kind of things because you're you're kind of providing the glue or the the catalyst for something that ought to be happening but can't quite get there right yeah and it's part of you know we we work on a whole breadth of different um things and they're not all you know there are serious issues but sport we say we talk about educate empower enable and and sport for women and girls is part of that um part of that process of, of educate empower enable and it's re- it's really important. It's it's health, it's well-being, it's mm. life skills. Well, fantastic! That's that's a r- really excellent initiative, and coming from some history that I, I know, and we do feel about. it's a really fitting tribute to, as we like to call it, our Audrey. Our Audrey. Yeah, our Audrey. I'm sure she'd be extremely proud of what of what you're doing. Well, it's an excellent initiative, and we're going to be hearing some more uh, later this morning uh, about uh, some more initiatives from the St Albans District uh, branch of International Stroptimists. But for now, Jane and Denise, thanks for being with us. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. Thanks. It's the radio station for St Albans, 92.6 FM Radio Verulam, and it is International Women's Day, of course, and with me in the studio this morning uh, are Jane Slatter and Denise Powell from the St Albans District Branch of Seroptimists International. Now, um, you're our guest editors for today, and one of the one of the topics, Denise, that you've you've chosen is uh, talking about violence against women and the things that Seroptimists International are trying to do to uh, eliminate that violence. Tell us a little bit about um, about the kind of realities of the situation today. Okay, so however however much we would like to think that we've made progress, and of course this is uh, Press for Progress Day, um, unfortunately, worldwide, there are still a lot of situations where women are disadvantaged, and more especially are the subject of violence in various ways, including 
uh, female genital mutilation that we hear about um, and uh, which has been illegal in this country for some years now. Um, all the way through to trafficking and then um, one of our key strands is the elimination of domestic abuse, mm. um, which is a very wide, wide-ranging topic, um, but uh, something that we, particularly in our club, have focused on uh, quite a lot over the last few years. And it's very tempting, isn't it, to try and reassure ourselves by by trying to think that it doesn't happen here, but it does, right? Very, very much so. And if you walk out into your local street, you could be sure that there would be somebody who has been trafficked. Um, that you would come across. Um, it is it is widespread, um, and there are lots of things that people can do if they have a suspicion. There are helplines and and uh, notification lines and so on. And one of our tasks as uh, a Seroptimist International Club is to make people aware, a that it happens, and b what to do if you suspect that it's happening somewhere in your locality. Mm. And so, so what what should one do if one thinks I, I, I think this person might be being made to do things against their will? I think there might be some form of physical or maybe mental violence against this person. What what should one do? So, well, it depends what it is that, yeah. that you're actually observing, but certainly there are reporting lines for uh, for trafficking, um, and uh, Hold the Traffic is an organisation that set out specifically to make sure that that is widespread known mm. um, it all comes under modern day slavery yes. doesn't it that's the yeah. that's yes, the law that's the, around yes. it and and the police are more trained up um on it and more aware now aren't they than yes. they used to be and it's not just people who um are enslaved who've come from overseas that happens Within the country, there's been quite a number of cases recently, haven't there? Like um, Luton and yes, and Letchworth, there was a whole whole mm. group of uh, of men actually who had been trafficked right. um, to within grow the, something. Or I think right. somewhere within right. within the country. Mm. Yeah. Oh right. yes. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, which is even more shocking in some ways that 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 can happen. So so if you are kind of aware or think you might be aware of something, don't be afraid of reporting it. And there are the appropriate places to report. Mm. And then on a local practical level, um, St Albans District Seroptimists are doing uh, some some very good things with with local refuges too. Right? Yeah. So for a number of years, our club has. Um, fundraised for uh, the local refuge, uh, the St Albans and Hartsmere refuge. And in fact, this year, because our president comes from Hatfield, we're also supporting the Well in Hatfield refuge. Mm -hmm. And as many of the listeners will know, the refuges are going through a very, very hard time at the moment with their funding being cut. So they appreciate the funds that we can raise because it enables them to do little extras that they might not otherwise take take the families out on trips and Mm -hmm. so on. Um, we also, in our club, uh, collect tea and coffee and sugar and give them to the refuge right. because, as we are frequently told, there isn't anything that can't be made better with a nice cup of tea. How very true that one is. Of, one of, that's one of the managers uh, yes. from the refuge who's, who always says always says that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's let's sit down and have a cup of tea, yeah. <laughs> and that that certainly cures a cures a lot of ills and helps the women to settle in and so on. At Christmas, we we box up little gifts, not directly for the women, but so that the children can give their mothers a gift, 
um, so that uh, everybody gets something, which I, th- yeah. I think is a very nice thing to do. And certainly the club was doing it before I ever joined. Yeah, the Sir Optimists have been supporting the women's refuges for um, for many, many years. Mm. Many, many and, years. And it's heartbreaking, isn't it? Because you realise that that people who who need these refuges literally have nowhere else to turn and and have through no fault of their own had to make one of the most difficult decisions they can which is probably to leave the the family home possibly even leaving children in some Mm. cases that that, that's incredibly hard to do isn't it Yes, um, we've had presentations from the managers at the refuge each year when we've when we've handed over the cheque, um, and they they tell us stories about the the sorts of things that the women do. Obviously, maintaining confidentiality. Let's be clear yes. on that. Yeah. But um, you know, giving some broad brush views of some of the things that the women have experienced um, that have forced them to to walk out of their ha- their homes. Yeah. Um, and seek refuge and actually what the refuge have been able to do for them um, once they've once they've got them in a in a safe place and that's a very encouraging thing to hear it's encouraging to hear that the children settle down Um, perhaps they do better at school perhaps they they suffer less with ill health and Mm. so on because they're out of the stressful situation Um, so that every time the managers come and tell us about it it just kind of renews our energy to want to raise some funds and of course there's a lot of outreach work that they do yes they do now as well because going to a refuge really is a position of last resort isn't it absolutely absolutely yes so um one of the uh one of the other things i do as a as a sideline is man the domestic abuse helpline um, so I'm I'm very often referring a woman not to refuge directly, but to a refuge outreach service, right. perhaps to access a freedom program or some such, or just to gain some support yes. uh, in um, quite stressful situations. And I'm delighted that the Sir Optimists support financially the helpline as well as another of our strands. Hi, my name's Amanda Brown, and I'm the membership officer for Sir Optimist International, St Albans and District. And we're celebrating this International Women's Day by taking this opportunity to share with you some of the projects that we've been involved with. Now, one particular passion of mine is very simple, actually. It's for women in the location to collect their gently worn spare bras and new underwear for children and women and we're supporting a charity called Smalls for All based in Scotland. So how does this work? Well what we do is we ask our community, our friends, our family, the groups that we belong to if they've got any lightly worn bras and underwear that they can give away. And I regularly pick mine up from our local rock choir groups here in St Albans and further afield in Watford and Hartford. Um, I'm also going to be spreading the word further towards um, Wellin, Dunstable and Hemel Hempstead. So watch out if you visit those groups. Our members have been really keen to support this because actually it's a really simple thing to do. So I'm now known as the local bra lady. Well, some people have titles such as CEO or general manager. Mine is the bra lady. So what we do is we bag these bras up. 
They're then sent up to Livingston in Scotland to, as I said before, the charity called Smalls for All, and they have collected hundreds of thousands of bras and pants which are sent to Africa. And the real importance of this is to help women uh, in particular because a lot of women who do not have access to underwear are in danger of sexual abuse. It's also seen as status. If you're wearing underwear, you're less likely to be uh, thought of as being extremely poor and status in these countries is extremely important. So we hope that you'll help us by supporting, excuse the pun, our mission to send hundreds more bras up to the Smalls for All charity. So far, we've collected in the region of 1,500 and lots of underwear in packets now obviously the underwear has to be um, brand new whereas the bras can be ones that you've either grown out of you've used maternity bras and have no longer a use for them so we're quite um, open to collecting them from you if you would like to donate your gently worn bras then please get in touch with us you can find us on facebook we have an active facebook page or you can find me my name's amanda brown i'm a member of the st albans businesses group so you can always message me there now, my guests in the studio, guest editors today for Verulam in the Morning are Jane Slatter and Denise Powell from the St Albans Seroptimists. Um, and we're talking about violence against women. Now, we make an assumption, Denise, that it's all about physical violence, but it isn't really, is it? It absolutely isn't. And, and in fact, physical violence is only one very small part of the sort of abuse that many women find themselves suffering from. Um, emotional abuse, coercive control is a very, very big area. Mm. Um, it's been illegal, enshrined in law since 2015, um, but women have been suffering emotional abuse for, for many, many years and lack of control of their own lives, their own finances, their friends, access to mobile phones, all sorts of things that they're prevented from doing by a coercive partner. Um, we, we were saying, weren't we, about press for progress. It wasn't all that many years ago where maybe our mothers didn't have control of their own finances, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, they, and they would have had the housekeeping yeah. and were expected to save from the housekeeping. Yeah. So we, we have... We have moved forward, but there are women who are put in those positions yes. when they've, uh, where they have a yeah. vulnerability, where they don't have any money to call their own. That, that's absolutely right. And it, very often it happens little step by little step mm. by little step, and then they're isolated. They're yeah. not allowed to talk to their family. They're not allowed to talk to their friends. Anyone who might spot that the partner is, is being coercive. Mm. Um, and it's, it's really difficult to spot and it's really difficult to help but sometimes a light bulb moment goes on for a woman and she realizes actually i'm yeah. being abused yes. yeah it must be much in many ways much more difficult even for the person being abused to identify that abuse versus physical abuse where it's fairly clear yeah, right? but 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 emotional abuse is, yes. is 
it, it, it's sort of drip, 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 and absolutely. Uh, yes. and I think that the convictions are really, really hard on on all, all of this, all of this stuff. But yes. it's but even though a conviction is hard, you still have to. Yes, yes. Have it's to, against have to the law. Right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. And, and it's something as Sir Optimus we're very proud of. It's not just in um, locally; it, it's nationally, it's internationally. Trying to get legislative change. Yes. So we lobby. Um, parliaments around the world to get legislative change to support women's women's rights. So that's part of the the press for change, isn't it? And, uh, yes, absolutely. And um, that's where you know we are empowered. <laughs> y- yes, yes. And, yeah. and uh, as Jane says, it's, it's one of the it's one of the things that makes me really proud to be a seroptimist that we not only do fundraising, lots of organisations do that. But we also do advocacy, yes, and we do service, um, and we we make people aware of these things. And one of the things our little group has has set out to do over the last two or three years is to raise awareness of all sorts of areas. So we had a, a, an event on cyber security mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. because very often cyber stalking. Is the it's the modern form of coercion and control, mm-hmm. and mm. people just are not aware of it. So raising awareness is very much what our team do. The whole club does the fundraising. Our little team like to do the uh, the awareness raising, and it's part of the bigger piece as well. Because Sir Optimist, we have uh, consultative status with the United Nations, and uh, it's, it's no coincidence that the Commission on the Status of Women at the United Nations meet during international the week of international women's mm. day so yeah. or close to yes. yeah. so uh, it, so it's kind it, of a closed it all closed yeah. it all ties together yeah well well done for the work that you uh, obviously the team do for the women's refuge um just amazing work and and also for the other bits that you describe as sidelines which <laughs> i just think is fantastic you're obviously not busy enough and, uh, 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 but, uh, if you but want well something doing ask a busy, a busy woman, woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true um, um, my guests, guest editors today here on Verulam in the Morning, Jane Slatter and Denise Powell from the St Albans District uh, branch of Seroptimus International. Well, the time's raced by this morning on Verulam in the Morning. We're coming towards the end of the show. Don't forget, we've got an hour of the noughties coming up from uh, midday. Uh, music from 2000 to 2009 for your lunchtime in St Albans lunchtime. And then Andy Waterfield will be here from one uh, with afternoon Verulam. Now, I've been delighted to have been joined by our guest editors today, Jane Slatter and Denise Powell. They are from St Albans District, a branch of Seroptimus International. How's it been, ladies? It's been great. Thank you very much has, for inviting us. Has it? Good. Are yeah, we, I mean, we all, we're always looking for new ways to mark International Women's Day, and uh, it's been it's been really good. Thank you so much for having us on and giving us um, so much of of the uh, of the station's time. Uh, guest editors. We, yes. sound, we sound very, we sound sound very, very Ooh. posh. Um, <laughs> they're in control this morning. <laughs> so, so, so now, now, just a, a point about International Women's Day. Do you think it achieves a lot to have a day or does it make it sort of, well, we've done that day, so that's all done with? I personally think over the last three or four years, the awareness that has gone around International Women's Day has really given 
multiple platforms for the issues that we've been talking about today to be aired. And while there's a lot of hurrah around International Women's Day itself, I think that that, that awareness is not going to go away. Mm. So I think it very much does achieve a name. I, I, I agree, Denise. And, and, you know, mainstream media have been well, being run in the main by men um, has been very reluctant to um, to cover um, events that are that are mainly female oriented and I think having having a having a day and they've had to join in actually and I think social media has also played a massive part sure. in that um, organizing um, events like International Women's Day is made so much easier by by social media and then you can propagate and and uh, Gather, gather traction from the publicity that you get on social media. I think, and social media, particularly Facebook and Twitter, really feel like natural environments for women who, mm. you know, it's a it's a chatty, mm. it's a chatty environment, mm. and and it serves us better, I think, than than traditional newspapers. Mm. And talking of social media and, and all that technological stuff, if you do want to hear some of the pieces from this morning again, the podcast is available at the Radio Verulam website. That's radioverulam.com. You can head there and, and hear everything from this morning. Thank you so much for helping me uh, put the show together this morning. Thanks, Nick. Absolutely. Thank you. Our pleasure. A real Thank pleasure. You.